making it social means it's about people. It's about the relationship. It's about connecting with people and really caring, not just、uh, doing these empty little kind of techniques or gimmicks to try to get people to do things. Welcome to the Making Sales Social podcast, featuring the top voices in sales and marketing. Join hosts Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick as they discuss the best tips and strategies they are teaching their clients, so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Here are your hosts Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick. Hey, welcome to Making Sales Social. I'm Bill McCormick. I'm Bryn Tillman. Bryn, who's joining us today? I am so excited to have my friend Bill Zip. We met probably. I would say maybe two years ago-ish,、yeah. and、um, apparently, I found out today that he was stalking me for some time, reading my content, buying my my stuff, and then at one point when he was ready for some LinkedIn help, he reached out, and we had a blast working、yeah. together.、Uh, and so, Bill, welcome to Making Sales. Thank、Social. you. It's good to be here. Thanks. It's it's fun to have this connection again. Yeah. So tell everyone a little bit about you and who you serve. So、uh, I work with、uh, sales leaders. I help them、uh, grow their sales organizations. You know, the, the I say double digit growth to help sales leaders achieve that because、uh, that's a lot of what the demands are in the marketplace、mm-hmm. now. Not just small growth, but big growth year over year, double digit. But I, I take a really different approach to it. A real people of.、Uh, First approach to performance, and in that way, the growth sustains. That's awesome. And you are、uh, the author, the author of Ultimate、yes. Sales Manager Playbook. Yes, just share a little. The Ultimate Sales Manager Playbook came out this year,、uh, and it's for、uh, sales leaders and their teams, and it just gives them a real hands-on, super practical way. Of leading their teams to success. I can't wait to get into this topic because it's near and dear to my heart. But before we can get into that, let's、uh, let's start with our first question, Bill. We ask all of our guests, "What does making sales social mean to you?" Well, see, I take a people first approach to leadership, and so making it social means it's about people. It's about the relationship. It's about connecting with people and really caring, not just、uh, doing these empty little. Kind of techniques or gimmicks to try to get people to do things, and so I'm really passionate about、uh, people connecting with people. I love that. So I have a couple questions where I want to、yeah. start. So、sure. I want to get to the playbook in a little while, but some of the things like that we had discussed when we were working together、um, that really resonated and still kind of stick in my head.、Uh, I want to bring up one of them.、Sure. Is you talk about how to motivate your salespeople through why?、Yeah. Yes. Should talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So I think、uh, sales leaders go astray when they press the more button, and they're constantly pressed. We need more deals. We need more meetings. We need more appointments and more leads, and and then more hire and more headcount, and all that outside in pressure actually doesn't work. The the more button is broken. And ultimately, what it'll do is it'll completely backfire on you, and that's not how human beings are motivated. It's not how salespeople are motivated. We are motivated not from the outside in, but from the inside out. And so, in the book, we start right here with motivation, not mobilization, not more, more, more. But what's your why? What? Why do you do what you do? What? Why do you wake up in the morning? Why do you sell? And I really help leaders. Let's let's have these conversations. Let's let's find this stuff out, 
and and let's uh, let's do it because uh, uh, purpose drives passion, and when there's passion, you get this outstanding performance, and so that's the starting point, and that's kind of what I mean by uh, a people first approach to performance. It's starting in the soul of your sellers. Uh, and not by uh, hitting the more button, more, 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 more. So I I love that when you identify certain whys. So yes. maybe it's you know what are some first maybe I'll just ask you what are some whys that are identified yeah. and then how can a sales manager motivate to an individual why? Yeah. So I I, I talk about there are four whys. Uh, most people are in sales. They're they're there for the uh, fortune. They're there for the fame. They're there for family or freedom. And so for fortune, it's, it's money. They, they did the math in it, in, and it's the best job for uh, the most money. But not uh, there, although there are salespeople who are exclusively motivated by fortune or money, it, they're few. Mo- usually it's what the money means. And so there are salespeople motivated by the fame, the, the recognition, the status, the 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 love of, of being on the leaderboard and others, it's the freedom. They cannot imagine doing a normal nine to five job stuck in a cubicle. And then others, it's about the family. They know that uh, the very best way to support their family and fulfill their, the goals for their family is through sales. And so I, I say we have, um, we have a major and a minor. We tend to have one of those that really drive us like you were pointing at yourself, freedom. It's freedom you know, and family, uh, freedom and family. So we have a major and a minor. And so I really encourage sales leaders to have these open and honest conversations. What's your why? What's your freedom and family? And then you ask the question, how do you individualize it? You hook it into something uh, they're dreaming about in the future. Mm, I love that. Uh, another area that that probably feeds into is the one-on-ones that you talk about. Yes. And, and yes. You, you have a five-step, right? There's five steps yeah. to one-on-ones. Um, yes. And I'm sure that why comes into that conversation. Yeah, it, uh, the why will be in that, that vision for the future. What's a big dream you have for the future? Once you know these things, you just weave that into your one-on-one like you would, uh, you know, like you would in a, a fabric or a cloth. You just, that's the threads you weave through the one-on-one. But the single most important thing that drives results is regular, consistent, effective one-on-ones. And it's just the blocking and tackling of sales leadership success. And so few people do them well. What goes into a good one-on-one? Well, you have to start with uh, the agenda. You need to know what you're going to talk about. And it's, it's not performance management. It's not even deal reviews. Uh, deal reviews should be out. It should be what the development goals are for the reps. And that's what you talk about, development goals. It's so very important because that is how reps get better. And that, uh, that one-on-one becomes something that makes them stronger and stronger and stronger every week. That's awesome. I, I love that. Uh, another thing that you talk a lot about, and I know Bill, I, you'll, I'll, I'm sure you'll pop in soon, but I, I, I will. I'm waiting. I'm, on a I'm roll. biding my time. I'm okay. like, I'm so excited about this conversation. Um, you talk a lot about having a healthy sales organization and what that looks like, and I believe you have five points around that. Yes, uh, the the healthy sales organizations—they're the kind of place 
you would work if you were a salesman? Is this the is this the kind of place you would work? Would you want to be part of this organization if you had a a choose a choose to? On top of that, there's a joy and an energy. There's a passion that's there, and and also you're hitting goal. <laughs> you're you're making goal. You're hitting goal. You're uh, you're at performance and you're above goal performance. And then the healthy organization becomes a magnet for pulling in other uh, other sales reps, uh, especially in this war for talent that all of us are experiencing right now. Um, the sales organizations I'm working with that are doing so well. People are coming to them and they're staying because it's a fun place to work. It's a super successful place to work, and where all the leaders and the salespeople are on the same page. And so, uh, and and that's our goal. We we really, yeah. Bill and I really focus on creating a place where, like our our staff, they're just thrilled to be here. Yeah. That yeah. you know they know how much we appreciate them, and then they appreciate us. So. Yeah, and that's super smart because uh, when when people have joy at work, you end up with all this discretionary effort that they are going to give you, um, and then that that flows into revenue generation and client satisfaction and repeat customers, and and so it 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 and it's not one or the other. You don't have to choose. Uh, being nice and hitting your number, mm -hmm. or hitting your number and being nice, you can do both at the same time. And healthy, healthy organizations uh, do do that, and it takes leadership to do that. You have two yeah. more, right? And then yeah, there's two more on the five, right? Oh, you're gonna have you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have double to digit that. top line revenue. Yes, 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 and sellers having fun. Yes, sellers having fun, and uh, uh, the the growth. Most of the sales organizations I work with work with have been have been asked to uh, have double digit growth and so that being able to drive top line revenue year after year 10 sometimes 20 and 30 percent that private equity firms coming in and wanting to invest in this but they they need to see in two to three years that double digit year after year growth very common working with private equity or even the market wants to see this for a market uh, capitalized uh, company all right so it's my turn I Looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash in. I, I don't want to burst the bubble, but you mentioned healthy leadership. Yes. And one of the things I can see a sales leader listening is saying, well, yeah, that'd be great if I could do that. Yes. But, but the problem is, is, is my CRO or my CEO or my whoever COO is on me and, and they don't care about, I mean, they care about people, but they don't, but really what they care about the people is those people represent a number and that sure. number represents a bottom line mm -hmm. because they're reporting to a board of directors that are saying, hey, the stock price, like that, that's, yeah, that's no, what we right. care about. Exactly that's, right. And, and so, so this sounds great and I love it. How do you translate? So if you're working with sales leadership, how do you translate that into the higher level leaders to say, listen, we, we need to look at the whole person? Because I think that's really what you're, what you're discussing is really more of a holistic approach to salespeople rather than just they're the number producers. So, so the strategy is simple. 
you hit your number <laughs> and you, you, you reach or exceed your number, not by being a jerk, not by uh, using people as interchangeable parts, but learning their deep why. See, a, a, a purpose drives passion. And when you really know the deep purpose, the, these salespeople will run over one through brick walls for you. And so that purpose drives their passion. And so I, I tell uh, sales, frontline sales managers or manager of managers that are stuck in the middle and not exactly to the CE, CRO or CRO number, use these principles and crush your number. And then you get the attention of the CRO. You get the attention of the CEO. And because we don't, we, it's not a false alternative, care for people and hit your number. When you care for people, you will hit your number. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they, will, they will produce 110, 115%, 150% of goal. Then you get the attention of your CRO. How did you do that? Well, I found their why. And I had regular one-on-ones. And we, and we moved the ball down the field day in and day out. So that becomes now your platform and that becomes your authority in a larger organization. And frankly, I've seen that happen again and again and again with the leaders that I've worked with. All right. I'm convinced that that, that was a great, that was a great answer because I love it. Like I said, I love the idea, but, but yeah. I can just see that, that disconnect, but you're right. You have to, you know, the, the leader has to take the lead and yes. has to, and has to do it. So, so talk a little bit more uh, uh, about the playbook, about the book. I, I'm very interested in hearing more because I'm going to go buy it. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I'd have sent it to you for free, but now that you said you were going to buy it, I'm going to, I'm going to, you're going to have to go to Amazon. Um, the, the playbook has three sections to it, motivate, mobilize, and multiply. And it mm-hmm. takes an inside out approach to sales leadership. And we start, as Bryn and I chatted, we start with the why. We start with motivation. Uh, even before the why, we start with the who. Um, trust, then motivation, mm-hmm. and, and creating this motivating contact where your sales le- your salespeople will walk over burning coals for you. Then you move to mobilize, which is about coaching, which is about goal setting, which is about uh, deal management and the actual blocking and tackling of sales that you move into mobilize. And then multiply, hiring, promoting, and uh, retaining your people, and then keeping yourself from derailing because hiring salespeople is unlike hiring anyone else. And so it goes from the inside out, from to motivate, to mobilize, to mobilize, to multiply, three or four chapters each uh, section. And then it is a playbook. So every chapter has a worksheet where you sit down and you work through all the stuff of the chapter and complete it and uh, and and get better doing it. So I am, you know, really in love with this leadership mentality. Most of our men, we have many listeners that are sales leaders. Many of them are in sales. They are, yes. and they're challenged with their leaders. So we, Bill mentioned yeah. the leader challenged with the C-suite. Sure. Salespeople are often challenged with the leaders. Do you have any advice for managing up? Yeah. So um, I think the the key thing on managing up is assuming best intent. If we uh, if we make our managers and the C suite uh, villains and we're victims, all already you've poisoned the conversation there. Mm-hmm. All right. I find nine out of ten, maybe ninety nine times out of a hundred, 
My manager above me and a manager above them are just like me, decent human beings trying to do their best work. Sure, there's there's bad people out there. I, I get it. I'm not Pollyanna. But most of the people I work with and your manager, they're decent human beings trying to do their best work in very challenging circumstances. So one, you're going to manage up, assume best intent. Start at a place of grace, believe the best in them, and then have a conversation. But start believing the best. Don't be a victim and they're a villain. Because uh, that, that right away, you've poisoned the conversation. Start in a place of grace and begin to talk about the things that motivate you, that help you, that mobilize you. And uh, little by little, you will see change. Yeah, because we're all on the same team, right? We're, we're all yes. trying to get to the same, you know, it, it kind of be like to, to use the playbook analogy, you know, the defensive team actually getting on the field and tackling the offensive team for the other defense. Like it, right. it doesn't, it right. doesn't make sense and it, and it goes against. So I love, I, I often say, you know, people who use the term, give people the benefit of the doubt. No, give yes. people the benefit of belief. Give, yes. give them the, the, the benefit of belief. So I, I, I love how, how that starts. And so if I'm not a sales leader, if I'm just a, a, a normal salesperson, which there's yeah. nothing normal about a salesperson, and I got a hold of no, this book. No, there isn't. <laughs> and so, but, if, but if I got a hold of this book, yeah. could, I, could I self-lead myself with this book? Could I use that to lead myself? Yeah. Some of the things you could do, the chapter on why would be really, really important. You can discover what, which of the four Fs. Uh, drive you, and then uh, having a uh, having a, a a vision that comes out of that. So the self leadership can come in the in the why in the why section. Uh, some of the the chapters on setting uh, process goals, not performance goals, and the critical important difference between a process goal and a performance goal. Setting process goals for yourself. Um, also, uh, there's a chapter in the book, and I. I've not found this anywhere else in any uh, literature. It's a, an assessment I wrote that you can take to find out if you should be an individual contributor or a sales manager. Many, many sales people feel like the next logical step is sales management, and it's not. They are two entirely different jobs. Uh, and so I have an assessment there. It's in chapter 11. It's on the, on the promotion. Well, where you can go through it as a sales rep and see, should I continue to be an individual contributor or should I step into management? What do you love? What do you loathe? And what's your lifestyle uh, is the basic fundamental of that. Uh, and I, so I have about 10 or so questions and you can find out whether or not management is for you before you ruin your life. So, <laughs> it, it, And it's interesting because my career path I was always a producer and a trainer. I was never, in fact, the moment Bill stepped in and partnered with me in the business, yeah. he's head of sales. I'm like, yeah. he, like, it is absolutely the wrong place for me to, to, I can manage the company, but managing salespeople, right. that's a whole other animal. No, it uh, is. And yeah. I think it's extremely wise of you. And to be self-aware about that and to know what you can do. And so to answer Bill's question, that chapter, you know, could really, could really, uh, really help a sales rep know whether or not 
the typical trajectory of sales, sales management, head of sales is for you. Because if it's not, don't go there. Be self-aware. Be Consider training. training. It's an alternative that yeah, train, rocks. Yeah, trainings are just, why don't you just sell for the rest of your life and become a millionaire at 40? <laughs> I mean, I mean right, if you're good true. at sales, why would you do anything else? I don't, you know, I don't, I, you know, I, Good point. I'm being facetious, oh. but. I know a lot of a lot of guys and gals that have done. Yeah, well, and you know, as Jim Jim Collins said in Good to Great, you know, it, it's important to have the right people on the bus, but it's even more important to have the people yes. the people on the bus in the right seats on the so bus. So, should you be in the sales manager seat? Exactly, right. Chapter right. Eleven. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, th this has been really good, and and me and my big mouth once again got me in trouble. If I would, just would have not said anything, I'd have right. a free book coming. You'd to have me. a but free now, book. But I'm now, about yeah. to go over to Amazon, so that's what you should be doing. Uh, hold up the book one more time for everyone to see. So it's the Ultimate Sales Manager Playbook. So yep. you want to make sure you check that out in in Amazon. Um, so Bill, it's been great being with you. Thanks so much. How can folks connect with you and stay in touch with you? It's really, really simple. I have a great name, Bill Zipp, Z-I-P-P. -P. So go to BillZipp.com. It's as simple as that. Um, I have a YouTube channel as well, but it is not, uh, uh, it's Bill Zipp on sales. So unfortunately, I do not have the YouTube name, Bill Zipp. I have a YouTube channel where I have a whole bunch of videos on motivation, uh, about seven of them. They're on motivation, go through things like sales comp and, you know, other things like that. So go to YouTube, check out the videos, but you can start at the website, uh, billzip.com. That's so much better than billmccormick.com. Just, it's, it's just not the same. Yeah. I so, think it, yeah. Bill Spices. Bill Spices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People always ask me if I'm related and I say, if I was related, I wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. When um, I, yeah. Yeah, so but Bill, I'd be working I, with Brenda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But maybe I would. Who knows? But um, yeah. But it would be spicier. Anyway, that um, dumb. Enough with the dad jokes. Thanks so much, Bill. It's been great having you. Listen, if you're listening, make sure you go and check out Bill's book. And uh, thanks once again for listening another week. And don't forget, as you're out and about this week, don't forget to make your sales social. We'll see you next time, everyone. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening and join us again for more special guest instructors bringing you marketing, sales training, and social selling strategies that will set you apart. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes from the Making Sales Social podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.